0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the only football podcast. But this is the first solo episode of the scouting mission. So, if you've been listening over the last year and whatever, um, Steph, Rom, Murph, Yop, uh, Dan, you know all you all you old boys, um, I uh, we we've always been doing the scouting thing almost every episode where Guy and I pick a pick a player that uh, is up and coming, and uh, we've had an eye on. Um, Mike did it for a bit, but it, uh, he wasn't finding it so easy. So he, if you've noticed, kind of bowed out of it. Um, so Guy and I are just going to do an episode every week where we do a, a scouting episode, um, just a little 20 to 30 minute one. And um, we'll add in a little paper talk. But for the first three episodes, we're going to be reviewing some of the players that we picked since the inception of or the beginning of uh, only football, and the first episode is going to be our top three, the three players that we feel have um, really taken to the world stage the most. The second one is going to be three players each um, that have flopped, and the third one will be an episode of three more players each that are kind of just bubbling and about to make that leap um, to the players that liken to the players that we are doing today. Um, so yeah, I uh, hope you enjoy that, and then after that we'll be bouncing into just a, a steady flow of one Scout per episode each, like we normally do. So yeah, that's has been going on. Guy, I'm excited. How you do, How you doing? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling very excited.
1: Um, I've been listening all day to, uh, to our previous episodes, um, in order to come up with the master list of all of the Scouts that, uh, that we've done in
0: the past, um, and um, we've made some very good picks, Max. Yeah, we have. <laughs> we, we really have.
1: <laughs> there's a couple of dodgy ones, but on the whole, I think we're not so bad at this this whole scouting business.
0: No, uh, it's a long list, man. Like It's a long yeah. list, and there's some serious successes there. Um, yeah. You know, some that were, I would say, and I think, I, I would say for the three that will be doing today, kind of like all, almost on the boil already a little bit, but like really hadn't taken yep. over. and. Not many people, casual fans especially, didn't really know uh, who they were. Um, but um, yeah, I, I got to pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot yeah, of yeah. a lot of stroking off <laughs> in this episode yeah, for the two of us. Man. In, particularly in this episode, I was I was thinking that myself. You know, it's just one long, one continuous. You know, well done, guy. Well done, Max. <laughs> but that's fine for me. You know. The world is in ruins at the moment. We all need something to, you know, g ourselves up a bit, and for us, that means, you know... And, you know, if, if you guys can't stand the sound of us patting each other on the back, tune back in for next episode, when it'll be yeah, the episode. exact opposite. <laughs> um, Very much so, right? Should I kick us off, Max? Yes, please do. Who do you got? Number one. Chronological. We'll going Sorry. chronologically in terms of when we scouted these players out of the three so
1: on the 30th, on the 30th of december um 2019 mm-hmm. um not long after we started
0: probably a couple of months after we started um i scouted ryan graven uh from Beauty. the iax youth team well done um, sir
1: thank you very much thank you very much well done, me. Um He's now an 18-year-old uh, central midfielder um, from Holland, um, been in the Ajax youth team since probably he could walk. Um, he won the first, in 2018, he won the first ever um, Abdullah Nouri award for the best player in the Ajax academy, um, which is how I found him. Um, and he played uh, maybe two or three games for the, for the senior team. He's now a first team regular. for I He started thirteen of the fifteen league games for them this season, plus all six Champions League matches for them. Um, he's had an eighty-one percent tackle success rate, twenty completed dribbles, and eighty-eight percent pass accuracy. So he's basically the all-round central midfielder. He, he's very similar to um, to Genie Wijnaldum. Actually, is sure. a
0: is a nice comparison. Yeah, um, goes. Goes under the radar, you know. He's not a Hollywood style player, um, much like one album, <laughs> but very good at
1: you know what he does. So he's good in he's good at tackling, he's good at passing, he can dribble, um, you know, he's complete,
0: um, lacks maybe the, the sort of attacking output. Um, I think he kind of does have, have that. A really. You know, I it's it's, him. it's kind of odd, like last year when you scouted him, I feel like he was playing a little further up the pitch, um, yes, I and think so. He's I, sort of he's. Oh, you go, Max. Sorry, and and yeah, I, 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 and and then this year, um, he really has dropped back into that more box to box, even CDM role at times, yeah. and I think yeah. it's just a testament to uh, the Ajax demand for versatility, you know, and yeah. and then and then for him and his ability to actually do so. Um, so yeah. you know, he's he's a he's an all around player in that in that midfield that I I think he still has that attacking ability, and he was actually scoring a decent mm-hmm. amount last year.
1: Yeah, he's only scored the once this season.
0: Yes, but, um, but he has moved back and he's now dictating the, the yeah. run to play a little bit more.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're right. I mean, uh, Album himself, you, he was an attacking midfielder at PSV and at Newcastle mm-hmm. um, and did score goals. Um, particularly for Newcastle, he, he scored a few goals and he scores goals and plays further forward for the Dutch national team. Mm-hmm. Um, but for Liverpool, plays a bit further back and is very good there. But Graven Birch... You're right. I think he still has that that ability, but he's he's sort of molding himself into a more of a more of a central, you know, a central central midfielder rather what, than an attacking midfielder.
0: With um, with Ginaldum actually possibly on the way out, sounds like a potentially perfect replacement.
1: I tell you what, Max. I'd love
0: to sign him. Yeah. I'd love it if they yeah. signed him. Not only <laughs> because that would be another well done guy. Um, <laughs> But because he looks a qu- he looks a quality player, he's, he's only eighteen years old and he's already um, bossing the Ajax midfield. Yep. Um, he's been called up to the Dutch national team for the first time in October. Um, it just it, it feels like he's he's made for Liverpool at this point. You know, he's just he's he's a perfect fit. I'd he he does sound like there. it. He really absolutely does. Um, yeah, just that well-rounded midfielder who can create and link the play uh, to the forwards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay, I'm going to move on to my first, and it was actually our first episode um, that I picked. This is uh, Remembrance Day of 2019, so November the 11th, and I scouted Sandro Tonali of Brescia at the time, and he's, since this summer, made the um, temporary loan move to AC Milan, which with the either option or... Uh, requirement to buy at the end of the year but even if it's the option they will be buying him uh you know when when especially around this time when he hadn't completely uh blown up it was th- there were eyes on him but there there was this comparison of him being the new Pirlo, and when i see that it's like uh you know i mean he's italian he plays midfield he has he has long hair um so yeah okay i can see that but i and then in the play, in in his style of play as well, it is there. He's a phenomenal passer. He's beautiful vision. Uh, he's a great dribbler. But he he I think he can carve out more of an impact in games and throughout his career than Pirlo, which is kind of saying a lot. But he he might not have he he, he might not uh, you know be as offensive offensively threatening. That's just because of the role he plays. He's more CDM and box to box, or or in a pivot with two two CDMs. Um, either granting himself more op- uh, more leeway to go forward or holding back because, I mean, his tackling and his physicality is what sets him aside from Pirlo. I mean, it doesn't take much to be a better tackler um, or defender than Pirlo, but he actually is a very good defender and tackler of the ball. And and this is where I think, you know, his ability to get the ball back and then turn and then spray the ball upfield um, to to the attackers, much like uh, Birch. <clears throat> is is very threatening uh, phenomenal crosser marauding runs when he does take on the dribble like he'll go for like he'll go for long runs put the ball in front of him and his pace is good enough to really um pick that back up he doesn't necessarily have to keep the ball tight to his feet although he can um great shooter of the ball uh, he'll be he'll be placed on free kicks uh he's already for a c milan i think uh pioli has done a very nice job of integrating him into the squad we were speaking about that actually. When we were reviewing Syria a couple of weeks ago with Mike. And now, more and more, I think, although it was Benassur and Kesse last year and at the beginning of the season of Syria, Benassur has been hurt a little bit. And I don't think he's. I think the main man, the main two now are Kese and Tenali. Even with Benassur, who's solid, um, I think Tenali has the future to be an Italian great. And. And an AC Milan grade. So long as AC don't regress and they keep competing like they have been this year, I don't see. What, I think it was a dream move for him to go to AC to go to AC, and I don't think he'll be moving. Yes, he's he's done well to
1: pick them out, really, because if they weren't the most attractive offer on the table at the time, you know they've been out of the European contention or the Champions League for a while, um, and you expect them to go even to Inter Milan or, or to Juventus, somewhere like that, or mm. somewhere abroad, but, you know, to come into Milan and then, then go on to have the season so far they've had is very impressive, but he stepped into that midfield well, hasn't he, Max?
0: Yeah, um, he's he's integral. I mean, one, this was after we, we scouted him. probably a couple months after we scouted him. Brescia was playing Inter Milan last year, and there was this sequence of play where he sat, he, he tackled Brozovic and, like, took him to the ground, like, Brasovic couldn't often nineteen year old could not handle him. And then the ball kinda of leaked away after the tackle and I think it was Gagliardini um picked it up and then right away Tonali was on him again. I'm like I'm I was already sold on him, but I mean like that just a little sequence of play just is yeah. is stuck in my mind. <clears throat> nice yeah, so he's a he's a thoroughly modern midfielder and Milan are playing a system that you know, likes to play through the midfield so it works for him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, well done, Max. Uh, thank you, sir. Very impressive. Um, Very impressive. Yeah, uh, on to your next. Actually, you know what? I. Yeah, I th- okay, I think this is your next one chronologically. Go ahead. Um,
1: it's the the youngest player
0: that yeah. we scouted. Um, this was he a was fine. 15 years old at the time, uh, I was,
1: I'll tell you what, I listened to back to the episode where we did this today, mm. uh, I was pretty excited at the time, um, and you know, this is why, uh, so on the, on the 23rd of April this year, um, I scouted Yusuf Mukoku for Borussia Dortmund, um, who's now 16 years old, a uh, German striker, he scored 141 goals in
0: 88 youth games um, for Dortmund at various levels. And then it's unreal, man. No, on the twenty first of
1: November he made his first team debut for Dortmund, which was uh, one day after his sixteenth birthday, which was
0: when he was, you know, in Germany not legally allowed to play players under the age of sixteen. Well, they've been waiting Um, since the beginning of the season to have him in the in the squad. Yeah, two months at least. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, And so he's now the youngest player in Bundesliga history. Two weeks later, he. Becomes the youngest player in Champions League history, having broke a 26-year-old record. Um, <clears throat> and
0: uh, then uh, another week after that, he broke the Bundesliga record for the youngest goal goalscorer, um, which of course we was broken um, by Florian Vers, one of your scout scout picks, um, mm-hmm. just after the Bundesliga returned. Yeah. Um, and he, he's over a year younger than Florian Pertz, the yep. previous Red It's silly, really. Um, he's that's not the only goal he scored in the league. Um, it is a great finish. It was a great finish, but he's he's he only started he's only started twice. He is only sixteen. Yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, it, it could even be that he he drops down again uh, in this in the season to like the under under twenty ones or under twenty threes for Dortmund. Um,
1: yeah, I, I think he he will he will be still playing at that level, and yeah. they're going
0: to ease him in. Absolutely, um, with Holland yeah, there too, you know, of... you can't be trying to sh- yeah. you can't be trying to shoehorn in both of them up top. You can maybe give it a go in, in a match that you that Dortmund maybe find very favorable to them. Let's say they were playing Mainz or something like that, and you want to give yeah. it a go, uh, but you can't yeah. be forcing that. And yeah, uh, the development is key here no need to like you know put the pressure on him where it's like oh he just he's in the he's in the main squad but he's on the bench and he's not playing yeah um yes i sort of feel like this one perhaps because he's only played a few first team games could well be in the bubbling you know um Mm
1: -hmm. section you know in a couple of weeks time but the fact that he's broken all these records and he does look to be a class player already and Mm -hmm. looks to have a huge future ahead of him I, i had to had to I can say
0: well done to myself for this one. I, I I do like that you put that pick in here. Um it's you know it's, it's going to be one of these um one of the greatest of all time, or or kind of a bust, you know, like Freddie Adu. If you remember Freddie Adu, American I do very much uh, remember Freddie. Adu. American I Dream like at 14. Like yeah. Um but uh yeah, I think I think you did well to to put him in this one and not the bubbling one, right? Because you know, yeah. he he's at he's at Dorman right now too, right? So um, yeah, yeah. And he'll be he's, there he's for, for do a bit.
1: The business more and more.
0: Yeah. Uh, now, moving on to myself on February the 7th of 2020. A little annoyed that I didn't do it earlier because I I was loving him beforehand and, and even before we started the podcast. But there were just, I guess, a couple other players that I wanted to delve a little bit deeper in, into getting. But it's uh, Eduardo Camavinga. He's currently 18 years old. He became Ren's or Holmes, um, youngest player ever at 16 years and 16 years of age and four months at the tail end of the 2019 season. Um, it's a lot of opening and closing there. Um, really got to oil that fucking door. But, uh, anyway, (laughs) (laughs) uh, she'll be back in five minutes, folks. Uh, anyway, I don't. I mean, he's just, he, he started off more in like a, again, uh, in the pivot to CDM, potentially, yeah. potentially growing into um, as a center defensive midfielder that could hold it down himself. Um, I think he's about six foot. He's very athletic. He's very quick. And uh, again, solid tackle the ball. But more and more as he's progressing and developing as a player, Ron. And if you just watch the, the way he plays, his attacking prowess is really there, and he's moving up the field uh, more and more. Like even even um, even at the beginning of the season, he'd be beside Steven and Zanzi uh, in the in, in the pivot role. But now they're kind of letting Zanzi hold that down himself, and having him move up the pitch a little bit more. Sensational dribbler, pretty powerful shot, like. I'm not saying he's going to be someone who is going to be scoring 20 a season. He has what the way he's developing. it, it could go that way. But I think, you know, he, he's, he's a facilitator. Uh, and, and he's, he's extremely dangerous passing, shooting, tackling. He's just very well-rounded and he's got, he's made his uh, France debut back in September. He's made, he has three caps for the the men's, the, the senior team now, including in his second um, his second performance for France, a lovely, like no look flick on a rebound over uh, in a seven one demolition in Ukraine. So I would check that goal out if uh, if you're thirsting for some some nice finishing. Uh, and yeah, I think it's, it's it is just a matter of time. There was there was potential of him making the move last summer to a, a large squad. Real Madrid are, have heavily been linked to him. I think Real Madrid is his dream move. And I think that's going to be happening. He'll, I think he'll be off. He'll be leaving Rens at the end of the year. Yeah.
1: I see that. Um, I think Max, um, firstly, well done. Um, because
0: I think, (laughs) man, um, people are going to be so fucking sick of hearing that. (laughs) There's still two more um, of these. Sorry. Go ahead. I think that, um, is going to probably win the golden boy award. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's to tough, man. It's tough.
1: Um, I can't see who else it would be. Harlem's
0: already won it. Um, You're talking for next year?
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, hey, man, we've got lots of scouts to go through in these last... Year. We still have two more to go as well. Um, That's very true, but, you know,
1: they, they like to get, you know... It, it just feels like he's the prime candidate for me. Um, you know, which assessment to how how well he's done and how how serious serious a footballer he's become at at uh, a mm-hmm. Um And it does, you know, he, he he's made no secret of his desire to move to Real Madrid. It's not going to, you know, doesn't take um, rocket scientists to see that that one's going to be happening at some point. Um, plus, you know, Madrid they've got an aging aging midfield. You know, Modric and Cruz. Be on the way out soon enough, um, and and he slot very nicely in there.
0: Oh, absolutely! Um, I mean, because because again, this is this is someone that you can use as the box to box, and if need be, drop into that holding role as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah very impressive player. Yes, and let's uh, wrap you up with your third. So my third and final and most recent pick was uh, Patson Dacca, um Red Bull Salzburg, I picked him uh, in the summer on the 8th of June, um, he's a 22-year-old Zambian striker, um, he was tasked with
1: filling the boots of uh, Erling Haaland when he left for Dortmund, and has done so very capably, he scored, last season he scored 17 goals from just 12 starts um, in, the, in the Austrian league, a total of 21 appearances, um, and then since I, I scouted him, he scored 14 goals in 17 games mm. um, in the league, uh, including eight eight goals in eight games this season,
0: and had a strike rate of one goal every hour, which is yeah, silly, really. that, that was ridiculous. Um, he he was he's been he was disappointing in the Champions League group this season, but he did. Get injured twice in two games, and he came off in like the thirteenth minute. Yeah, 13th he, it minute wasn't on him. Like it, it was really unfortunate, like, actually, and it was really too no. bad for Salisbury because um, yeah. they put in a good performance in that James the group and they had a chance to go through over Atletico in the final match. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: that's right. Um, but he was he was just unfortunate. But he did score twice to ensure qualification. Um, and I was looking at his stats, and and he's you know he's just lethal. He he's, he doesn't. He doesn't contribute all that much more. You know, he's not like um, he's not like a Robert, Roberto Firmino type.
0: No, he's an out-and-out uh, striker, completely. Yeah, yeah. Total fox in the box. You know, yeah, but he,
1: even like Harland, he's not a hold-up player. He's mm. not this, that, or the other. He's he's a poacher.
0: Yes, exactly. That's that's exactly what I have um, written down here.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, which you can't fault him for that. Um, I think. Um, Nowadays, teams are, you know, having gone through the, war, we're st- you know, we're still broadly in the phase of kind of catch-all forwards and, you know, versatile forwards that can press, that can pass, that mm-hmm. can hold it up, that can, can run. But also, I think we are seeing an increase in teams now looking for, you know, a real potent attacking threat, um, which Patson Decker certainly um, provides. I've seen him linked with, with a few teams just in in this transfer window, um, Arsenal's name has been talked about, um, and Everton's name has been talked about. Um, I think he's better than better than both of those. Agreed. Really, um, I would fully not expect him to make those moves, and that's just rubbish paper talk. But um, I think he's you know he's, he's not Harland. Um, he's not as, he's not as 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 good as Haaland. His numbers are very good. Um, but he, he, he's not quite Harland, but um, a team of... He, he he could move to a team of similar standards to Dortmund, I think. Um, if if Dortmund didn't have Harland, I'd say that would fit in well there, you know what I
0: mean? Well, I'm really um, impressed with his control, too. I mean, again, not um, not adding too much to the build-up of play. I'm not talking about his hold-up in, in, yeah, and hold-up yeah. play, but you know, when a ball comes in, he's kind of sandwiched between defenders. If yeah. the ball's up high, he's really good at taking it down with his chest uh, and then dropping yeah. it down for a quick shot. And that just makes him so devastating, uh, th- that, that control and that ability to slot it home immediately after.
1: I tell you where I'd like to see him move.
0: Lyrical? Yeah, why fuck not? You
1: know, we need a – a diff- that's the one angle that we haven't got,
0: you know – Central striker mm-hmm. that that scores plenty of goals, um,
1: and I think you know he's exactly the sort of player that would fit well there because um, because he's young uh, and he's coming from a smaller league, so he wouldn't necessarily, uh, well, he wouldn't need to play every single every single game, you know. Um, but anyone in the Europe's top five leagues would, you know, would be lucky to sign him. I think, uh, and he's. He's a really good player, and he's going to get even better, I would
0: have thought. Yep. No, agreed. Um, and now to wrap it up. Got a few minutes. Um, I thought I did this one a little bit earlier, but it was uh, July 25th of 2020. 20-year-old Dominic Shabashlai. Shabashlai. The jury's still kind of out on how to pronounce that. I've heard I've heard Shabazlai and Shabajalai. so um, I go with Shabashlai. <clears throat> now, he was also at RB Leipzig uh, for all the year, up until... This January transfer window, Leipzig. He's made the move to RB Leipzig now. Sorry, I say he was at Salzburg. I'm not sure I said that. he was at Salzburg. Uh, he made the move from uh, Liefering in the Austrian Bundesliga to Salzburg. Back, 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 Same Daka. Daka came from there too. <laughs> I was about to say so. Daka, and that's and I want to look at this team now when I noticed that Liefering yeah. both had yeah. Daka and Shabazlay, um before they went to to light Leip- to Salzburg. Um, so definitely a team to keep an eye out if you want to find some fresh young talent, it would appear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be I'll be rating them, like I'll be at least giving them the a yeah. look for sure, um, but, yeah. and now, and in that year, since January 2020 to uh, the end of December 2020 for Shabazzla, he filled in, you know, they lost Holland and Mino Salzburg, that is, and Docker really filled in nicely, and Shabazzla came in, and he, In that time, in that half year, half a season, not even with lockdown, and then on the restart, they had the Austrian playoffs. He managed to win Austrian footballer or or, or Austrian Bundesliga Player of the Year, Um, mostly down to in that playoff, in ten matches, seven goals and seven assists, like utterly devastating. This, like this kid is, like this, and honestly, and when you said Kamavinga to win um, the the Golden Boy. I, I was a little hesitant because I think this is your man. I, honestly, he reminds me of really? re, he he reminds me of Cristiano Ronaldo. He like he's wow. he, and he already he already looks like he's like built more like uh, current Ronaldo than when Ronaldo came in. Like Ronaldo was very light, kind of skinny. Yes. Um, yes, and but 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 Shabazz, like, is is a beast. He's actually like his pace, his power, uh, his speed. It's it's incredible. Um, and and to go along with it, he has amazing dribbling. He loves to embarrass people on the dribble, like Ronaldo does. Incredible vision, uh, like moves the ball down the left wing. He's generally found in the left wing, uh, but he'll move it down with some very uh, cutting passes along the ground. His crossing ability is phenomenal. He's on all their set pieces, or at least he was on all of Salzburg set pieces. Penalties, um, shooting free kicks, and and crosses as well. He might have been on their corners as well. Um, He loves to hit that powerful knuckler off the free kicks. You can find many instances already of him scoring these from 25, 30 yards out. And without age, um, without age, sorry, without the bonus of the age difference, is what I'm trying to say here, is I would take him over Jack Relish. Even if they were the same age but he's four or five years younger than Jack Grealish currently. Jack Grealish yeah. is tearing it up. I would love Jack Grealish at yeah. United, I mean, but this yeah. is who I want. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he really blew up a couple months after um, the scout that we did uh, when, you know, he was doing quite well in the Champions League and when he made that great winning goal for Hungary to qualify for uh, yeah. the Euro. So yeah. that's that's when he really blew up. Um, but, uh, yeah, this I, this yeah. guy, to me, is extremely dangerous. Uh, guy, we've got about two minutes. Guy? Okay.
1: Yes. Um, well done, us, basically. The one thing
0: I want to ask you about Shabozlai, mm-hmm. what's his best position? He's generally playing off the left, but he can play in the number... T- like Grealish, he can play on, oh, he can, he's dangerous off the right, you can move him to the right. Yeah. He can play in the number 10 role as well. Like, to me, they're, they're comparable in a lot of ways. I just think Shaboslai is a better talent. Wow, yeah. Well, that's some, some compliment, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, guys. Some guys to, you know, check out on the YouTube now, you know, watch some some compilations and all yeah. that and just, you know, get like an hour in. You got six players to go through. You get like, you know, 10 minutes apiece and and take from there and you, you'll get your football footballing rocks off with those guys. Um, yeah. We'll be back midweek with Mike for the main episode. Um, we'll be doing the big... You know we'll recap, of course, but the big preview for Manchester United and Liverpool coming up a week's time, so Sunday the 17th, mm-hmm. which I'm nervous for. Guy is extremely nervous for, just based on recent yeah. form. But uh, yeah. we'll get into that on um, on Wednesday, on Wednesday night, and uh, we'll yeah. we'll shoot that out to you guys. All right, thanks for listening. Be well. Cheers.